On this day the Lord has acted. We will rejoice and be glad in it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You may be seated. Happy Easter to you all. It's good to be with you. Uh, as I said during Holy Week, it's, it's good that we had a Holy Week. It's good that we had an Easter where we could be together. Uh, and you, can't, you guys can't turn me off. You can't pause me. You can't go get a snack from the fridge. So you're, you're stuck with your captive audience for at least the next few minutes. Um, but it is a blessing that we can be together to, to celebrate uh, the, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, without which we would have no life. We would have no hope. Um, and so, again, it's a joy to be with you on this blessed Easter morning as we celebrate that first Easter morning, as we exult, as we rejoice in uh, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, who by his life, that is by his incarnation, by uniting to himself a complete human nature, by taking up human flesh and living a perfect sinless life and offering that life on the cross and by raising again, he has won the victory. He's won the victory over sin. He's won the victory over death. He's won the victory over Satan. And Christ, by his bodily resurrection, proclaims and proves that that is just the case, that he is indeed victorious. By rising from the dead, he demonstrates that he did indeed win the, win the victory over death. He demonstrates that death does not have the final word. He has led death captive. He has put death on death row. The resurrection of our Lord happens in anticipation of that day when it says, as in the book of Revelation, that God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, no crying, neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away. And he sat upon the throne and said, Behold, I make all things new. Jesus, by rising from, his dead, rising from the dead, also demonstrates that the sins of the world have indeed been taken away. They've been dealt with. They've been washed away by the blood of the spotless Lamb of God. For death entered the world, if you remember, death entered the world through sin. And by the second Adam, they have been taken away. Thus the resurrection is the definitive witness to the efficacy of Calvary, that it actually did something. St. Paul writes this in 1 Corinthians 15. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then all those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. Brothers and sisters, it would be impossible for me this morning to overstate the importance of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. With, without the resurrection of Jesus Christ, there is no salvation and there is no hope beyond this, pre beyond this present life. But because Christ was raised from the dead, we know that at the last, that at the last day, 
we who are in him shall also be raised to life eternal. 1 Corinthians 15, 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. So understand that that first Easter morning is, is both a preview and a pledge for what God is going to do for us at the last day. Because he was raised, we shall be raised. God the Father did for Jesus on that first Easter morning what he will do for us at the end of the age. As we profess in the Nicene Creed, as we will confess this morning, we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. And on that day, when Christ raises us up and corruptible puts on incorruptible, on that day, death which has been defeated by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the death which is a defeated foe here and now, death will be vanquished, death will die. And we, the redeemed, shall stand on death's grave and taunt him, saying with Paul, O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sing? Christ is risen. This is our hope. Our hope is that because Christ is risen, we know that we shall also rise. And, and hope, I hope, you understand that hope doesn't mean hope like we use it today. Hope is not a wish. Like, I hope I win the Powerball. Or I hope Bitcoin goes up to a million dollars and I make a lot of money. If you're in crypto, good for you. Or maybe bad for you. We'll see what happens. No, hope is a confident expectation. Hope is a certain knowledge of the future that gives us strength in the present. It's, it's knowing the destiny to which we are headed to in Christ and that energizes even, even in the midst, even in the midst of this present life that can be difficult and trying where we can endure suffering and hardship. You remember Job? Job suffered tremendously. Job's name is practically synonymous with suffering and hardship. And his hope, his, his strength and his will to go on, it was rooted in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. What does he say in Job 19? For I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been thus destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God. Christ, by his death and resurrection, has won the victory over death. And as his death was vicarious, that is, as his death was, was on our behalf, so was his resurrection vicarious. So was his resurrection on our behalf because he raised us up with him. On the account of the incarnation that Christ has united humanity unto himself, and by virtue of our baptism into Christ, we share in his victory. Listen to Romans 6. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death 
that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. So again, we have this hope for the future. But we are called and equipped. This is what's offered to you today, right here and right now. We are called and we are equipped because the same Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that that raised Christ from the dead, that same Holy Spirit dwells within each of His children. Thus we are truly called and equipped to live the resurrected life now, to walk in the victory of the resurrection now. So this is not merely a future hope, but it's a present reality. Colossians 3. If you are then risen with Christ, and you are, that's your your position in the family of God, that's somehow mystically uh, beyond our, our present sensory experience, we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. So if you are then risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. Why? For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, you will also appear with him in glory. When Christ, who is your life. So, so, so we come today, having come through Lent. Really, we, we, we've kind of been, as a society, in, in a, a year-long Lent of sorts. And Christ offers us to afresh. He, he offers us afresh. The life of the first Adam or the life of the second Adam. Things temporal which are passing away or or things eternal. He offers to you the the vision of himself. Whether you realize it or not, the best thing that God can give you is himself. Because we were made for this very reason. We were made to to know God, to see him and to be united with him. Finally, the resurrection of Jesus Christ and we see this in all the Gospels where you always see this emphasis. Each Gospel writer wants you to understand that Jesus arose on the first day of the week. Because they're saying to you, this is, this is new creation. This is the first day of God's new world. Jesus arose where? He arose in a garden. The new Garden of Eden, if you will, which has as its center the cross of Christ which is the new tree of life. The world went awry at the beginning, at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and and the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, meaning the consequences of eating of it, was death. But by the cross, the world was set right and recreated by the tree upon which Christ hung. And now, the risen Lord offers to you the fruits of his life, death, and resurrection, of which if you eat, you shall live forever.
So brothers and sisters, let us today and every day celebrate with all our might the resurrection and victory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ has risen victorious, victorious over sin, victorious over Satan, victorious over death, victorious in keeping his promises, victorious in accomplishing his purposes, victorious in renewing the creation, victorious in bringing salvation to his people, because he gives us by grace a share in his victory. So let us say with the Apostle Paul, who writes of the resurrection in 1 Corinthians, thanks be to God who giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.